never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain can see Never seen a cancelled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a pain Hey everybody! What is happening? What is going on? It is time, it is time for the Big C and Bigger T podcast i'm your boy travis johnson bigger t and i'm joined by my best friend clint clark the big c in the name if you have that out yeah how you doing clint i'm fantastic i i you see me doing this is because i have a dog sitting here begging at my leg oh good some attention buddy just want some attention get that dog a treat or something that's kind of that's see that's how i feel when we have guests on and you won't let me talk yeah 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 it's clint's here yeah clint's here (laughs) how's your week been man and it has been it has been real good flown by had a you know just been a good chill week um been getting a lot of jiu-jitsu in been doing a lot of rolling so you know, just doing the Clint things. Now, how about yourself? What you had going on? Man, been a uh, hospital in it. Uh, my little cousin had a baby last Sunday. Yep. Baby's doing wonderful. Little Elijah. Yep. And, um, but my cousin, she, she has had some, she was a high risk pregnancy. So they did it at UAMS and, and, um, she ended up getting pneumonia. Mm. And it was bad enough with her, you know, she had a C-section. Her immune system was down. Um, they were, <laughs> well, one doctor was about to send her home and she kept telling the doctor said, I can't breathe. And the doctor was like, you know, just acting like it was anxiety or something, you know? And, um, thankfully, uh, a pulmonary specialist or something was there was there and she said put a stop to it I said no we need to get an x-ray it turned out the next day she or that after that evening she was put on a vent and <clears throat> thankfully she was only on the vent for a couple days and they were able to get her off and now she's now she's at home with little elijah so now all is well out of curiosity i'm just guessing here this may be crossing the line my chair did that thing where it's okay. yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall, y'all, but it's okay. I'm all right. Yeah. That's how scared I am. In this cross line, I apologize. I take it you were a C-section. Me? Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't. Really? I was only six pounds, eight ounces. Oh, I find that hard to believe. I was a little baby. They just weighed your head, didn't they? Hmm. I just weighed your head. <laughs> no, I was just a little guy. I was I was a C-section. I was a lawyer. I don't remember what I was, but I was on the bigger side. Yeah. Of the you know, well, Caitlin was like that. Caitlin was always like in the hundredth percentile for size. Yeah. I grew more average. Um yeah. well, you're still bigger than the average person, but you know. Me and my mom did uh my mom said, okay. Let's place our bets on how big the baby's gonna be. Her, my little cousin's baby. I right. thought, you know, I said, you know, this is her first baby. So I said six pounds two ounces. I thought he'd be on the small side. And um, my mom said six pounds eight ounces. 
So she guessed same right. size I was when I was born. And um, the baby was five pounds, 15 ounces. So I was three ounces off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not bad. What did you, what did you win anything? Did you? No, I called my mom. I said, mom, what did I win? What did I win? I'm, I'm the big winner. She's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> At least giving you a piece of the umbilical cord or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Saracen's Casino wasn't taking bids on that uh, so I, I don't know, <laughs> you know? six pounds i'm taking the under yeah we wasn't doing odd yeah what's the over under what's the over under at the baby what's, what's, what's the over under on the baby being born at uams but no um because six and a half was firing off pretty you know that was the as yeah. far as the, the way to be yeah you, know, you held steady held your ground yeah you but man, it gets scary when you know your family goes on that vent. That that gets that gets uh that gets scary, especially we just dealt with my uncle passing away and he went on a vent. It was breathing issues that started his problems out. And so um it was it was a scary thing for our family, but um it's good to have family there with you and all that good stuff. So anyway, yeah. other than that, it's been a been a good week. And uh, ate some, ate some saltgrass steakhouse while I was up in Little Rock. That was nice. That was uh, oh, which steakhouse you say you ate at? Saltgrass. Salt? I've never eaten at that one. No, and I, which is crazy because I worked. I used to work not that far from it, and I love me a good steak. Listen, Clint, I I got the salmon. And they had this mixture of like crab meat and some other stuff they put on top of the salmon. Yeah. It was really, really good. But um, they have this appetizer uh -huh. that I think you'd like. <clears throat> it's a jalapeno pepper stuffed with it's it's got the tail of the of the shrimp coming out the end of it. Right. The, the meat part of the shrimp's down in the, in the jalapeno, jalapeno pepper. Like the shrimp was swimming and it got stuck in the jalapeno exactly, pepper. Exactly, yeah. But it gives you like a little handle for it. Oh. Because the, the, the shrimp tail becomes your handle for it. And then it, um, it's got like cream cheese and bacon and stuff like that inside. Inside the, with the shrimp. And then you dip it you know, like in rank and then it's, and then it's breaded and deep fried and then you dip it in ranch. It's an appetizer, but man, gosh. And it was oh. a little, it was a little bit spicy. Yeah. The jalapenos were, I mean, not bad. Right. They but, probably took all the seeds out of them. So, but you don't really care because <laughs> it tastes so good. You just eat through the tears. <laughs> it was so good, man. But um, it was my first time ever having salt grass. Yeah, but good. It was yummy stuff. No, and I, then I, you know where I went for breakfast the next the morning on the way back to the. I didn't. I didn't need it. The I hotel. I know where I would have gone, but where did you go? I went for a little nostalgia. All right, and right there we stayed in the hotel there by Bass Pro Shop, and mm -hmm. um, went to the Hardee's. Oh yeah, I haven't had a Hardy's sausage biscuit in forever, man. There's just nothing better than a Hardy's sausage biscuit. Now, have I told the story on this podcast about um why Jumbo to this day will still not eat at Hardy's? I don't think so. Like it is a protest that goes back to like 1998. So Brian Jumbo Coffin, a 25 year grudge against Hardee's. So it was the summer after I had torn my knee up at tech and, and I had gotten serious about my diet and getting in shape. So I wasn't a joke. Um, so anyway, so we'd worked overnight at Tyson, me, Jumbo and Nelson. Um, Jumbo has been on the podcast, Nelson. He's my college roommate. He was the starting left tackle at Arkansas tech. So we decided we'd all discuss it. We were going to go by Hardy's. I used to do the all you could eat biscuits and gravy for $1 on Sundays. Which Are is you a kidding me? 
No, they used to do that. It is a heck of a deal. I, I well, I guess I couldn't have on Sundays anyway. Church yeah, stuff. But I could, but I could eat. I can't. I could eat. I could eat five. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah, easy. I could eat five. So we, we're going to do that. So we get there, and my conscience starts getting to me because I'm on the diet, and I'm like, "All right, give me just two biscuits, plain, no butter." And they were like, um, they started ragging me and giving me crap. Like, uh, and the girl behind the counter is like, if you two had a little bit more meal power, maybe y'all wouldn't be so fat. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I thought it was great. <laughs> and then, and then it gets worse because we eat and Matt goes back up there to get his refill. And they go, and she's like, this is the last one you could have. And Bass, like, you shouldn't call it all you can eat. You should call it all you can have is two. <laughs> and so to this day, it's probably 25 plus years later. Yeah. But we still will not eat Hardee's over what some person 25 years ago, probably making three fifteen an hour. Yeah. What was it? What? Minimum wage was probably like four fifteen back then, or something like. Ridiculous. It was three fifty. Yeah, when was, we were in high school, it, I think it may have went up to close to five. Yeah, I think it was four fifteen. Was my first start working at Hardee's was what minimum wage was, and it went. How up. many years did you work at Hardee's? Oh, it was a, it was a bunch, three or four, just off and on. Yeah, you know, I was a terrible employee. Like I would have fired me. I really would have. Um, Listen. My favorite story about you at Hardee's, I'm gonna tell it. Oh, go ahead. Is is <laughs> listen, you weren't terrible enough during this one. Yeah. We were out one Friday night. A bunch of us or I had a group of guys with me or whatever in my truck. We're out cruising the cruise strip in Conway. We didn't have any money to eat on. We were hungry. We were like, Clint's working at Hardee's. He'll hook us up with a burger or something. Yeah. So we like, we come into Hardy's, we talked to you and we made sure your manager wasn't around. We're like, Hey man, hook us up with some food at the back door. You know, we're, we're parked out back and you're like, okay, I'll be out there in a minute. And so we're, we go out to the truck and here Sounds you come and you bring us this bag and I open up the bag and it's a bag of frozen cubed <laughs> ham. <laughs> I'm like, like for the salad bar. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with cubed ham? I mean, like, like really? at least give us a bun to put it on or something, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. I guess we had a cob salad or something like that that we used that on. But yeah. That was that was great. I remember we had a pep rally and I didn't show up for a shift one time. And mm -hmm. the man called me and she was like, Well, if you want to quit, it's okay. It's not no <laughs> pleasant. Oh yeah. no. Like I didn't pick up, like, please quit. We don't yeah. want it anymore. That's right. So anyway, uh -huh. enough about my 16-year-old, 19-year-old jobs. Yeah. Um all right. Now speaking of, uh, speaking of a job for a 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> this is that brings us to our holy snikes moment. Oh, this one's a good one. Like every now and then you come across one. It's not quite duck take bikini good. Yeah, yeah. Now we did find out that story was made up. And now Travis said, me, you're talking about it. You said you heard it from a reliable source. I got it from a meme. So yeah, yeah. So let me uh I will read it verbatim. Holy snacks moment of the week. It is rumored Brian Harrelson, former head football coach at Auburn University. And also Arkansas State. Arkansas State, Boise State, stole a vehicle from the athletic department. The vehicle was alone as part of his contract. He never returned it when he was fired and drove it to his home in Idaho and then refused to return it. Auburn had then had an intern fly to Idaho with a spare key and took the car and drove it back. <laughs> so, so a lot of times these coaches, 
like this happens with this happens on lots of levels okay this this isn't just the big time college levels because i think this happened even on some smaller colleges a lot of times a local dealership will give loaner cars for the um for the coaches to drive right yeah the dealerships maintain them but it's like they just put they just put dealers tags on them i think is the way this works and then they just drive them around they'll drive them for few thousand miles and then they'll trade them in for another one and then they'll sell them and you know they they don't lose a lot of money because it's been used a program car or whatever so i'm sure that's what kind of car this is yeah well it's more than likely a nice vehicle i mean this is the d1 head coach he's not going to be driving around in a prius Okay. I'm sure it's an Audi or, you know, it's probably a high-end luxury. Or like a big SUV if he's got kids or something, you know, something like that, I'm guessing. Something along those lines. Yeah. So it's it's nothing worse than a GMC Yukon or Tahoe or. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So let's say it's a, let's just say $100,000 vehicle. Which is, I think, a good price. Yeah. Yeah. He just took it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he's like, he's like, give it back. He's like, no, I'm not. It's like, it's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then, do you send like somebody from the legal department to go get it? Yeah. No. You you go in like yeah, hey, I mean yeah, I, I would have believed like it's some like nineteen year old kid. Well, it's like, an intern, right? Yeah, it's like a nineteen year old kid. So a lot of times, interns aren't even paid. Yeah, he's working like like in the track department as an intern, like tie like lacing shoes or something. Like he's like just that. there to build his resume. Yeah, like he wants to put it on or she to, whatever. Yeah, he wants to put it on on his her whatever. Yeah. We'll put it on on a resume, like, "Hey, I interned it in the Auburn Athletic Department." Yeah, he'll be there, like, "Hey, little Scotty." Yeah, he was a pimple faced, you know, just like, "Hey, what's going on? Just having time of my life. Go Tigers, War yeah. Eagle." Like, uh-huh. Hey, hey we're uh, I'm excuse me, Coach. Um, I'm here to pick up your car. <laughs> you need to get anything out of it first. Hers is like a, but you know, <laughs> you, you, you want your charger back, Brian? <laughs> yeah. You, you, here's your, here's your charger, and your kid's iPad. <laughs> Figured you might want that. <laughs> or do they just leave the like? There's a car seat in the back. Just leave the car seat on the on the driveway and drive off. See, because I got a feeling like Brian Harson's house has got to be pretty nice. Oh yeah. yeah, even being the head coach at Boise State had to pay well. Well, I mean, and plus, think about it. I mean, how much is real estate in Boise? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like it's going to be, you know, through the roof. Yeah, but, but you see what I'm saying still. But then, and Auburn's paying him billions, not I mean, millions not to coach. Yeah, don't they, I think they, I think they took a run at him like last year and tried to fire him four calls and it didn't work. Yeah. So, anyway, so he's. I take it that it's probably not just parked out front. I mean, it's got to be in the garage. And yeah. Intimidating looking guy. Well, they I bet they tried to find it at somewhere else or something. I don't know. Ping it like like he goes into Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. And he's like, dang you, you comes out and it's gone. (laughs) Like you just see. Have you ever watched a car get repoed? Oh yeah. A couple times. It's fun. (laughs) It's just fun to watch. You feel horrible for the person. Yeah. But there was I when I used to work construction. And like I sitting, like there'd be times I'd see I'd see you know a car pull up 
behind another car and all of a sudden people jump out man they're you know slim jimming into a car <laughs> next thing you know or they're they're out of there you know <laughs> and you're like oh there we go <laughs> i saw it in a parking lot one time like like vehicles parked like a walmart yeah and i, and I watched it i watched it go up i'm like oh that car's got hydraulics i'm like oh crap yeah <laughs> it's getting it's getting repoed but it was a it was a wild it was a wild wild story but what mostly had what probably happened he drove it back and i was like hey you got to return the car yeah he's like boise auto if you want it come get it yeah and i doubt harson was in a yeah but even at that even if that was the scenario in best case scenario a 24 25 year old intern so i had to go knock on his door I'm like, yeah hey coach harson how you doing i've got to take this vehicle back yeah which is still scary for the, I mean that that is realistically best case scenario. Can I use you as a reference? <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about Auburn. Enough about I, Auburn. I felt well, we're making fun of them, so I don't feel that bad. So well, Clint, um it's SEC Media Days. Oh yeah. Which is a sign that oh, and by the way, just real quick. I googled the the drive distance. This is a thirty two hour drive from Boise to Auburn. Oh wow, <laughs> thirty two hours. Wow. Okay, go um, ahead. It's SEC Media Days. Uh, Pittman, of course, is speaking. I think we, you know we're recording this on Wednesday. Today is Arkansas's day, so Pittman's going to speak. Uh, and then he took uh, KJ, Rocket, and Landon Jackson with him. That's the the Razorback representatives. Um, I think that I like those choices. Yeah, I well, was I, I was wondering that. on defense. I was wondering if it would be either Landon or Pooh Paul. Yeah, was the two that I, I that I thought it could be there. Um, but I'm you know I think either one of them would have done a great job. Um, but anyway, now to celebrate. Uh, just trying to talk about this real quick in case you didn't see, you know, last week, uh, Arkansas made a, got a couple commitments for the next draft class, some verbal commitments. Mm-hmm. One of them for, for the second time. Um, uh, but one of them, um, Selmar, Selmon Bridges is a six, three 170 pound cornerback. He's the number 50th ranked player in the nation, number sixth ranked corner in the nation. Um, man, that's that's something we need bad. That's a huge that's a huge get. It really is. It's a huge get. And I think that just shows like with the recruit the recruiting's been good at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It really, really has. Um but but I think you see that Pittman knows when he's hiring coaches, I mean, he's hiring recruiters. Yeah. Now, now anymore, it's, the trick is getting them to stay once you get them there. But yeah, that's uh, well <clears throat> with him. Also with Bridges, you think about. Well, okay. Well, look, we don't know what's going to happen with McAdoo this year. You know, we don't know if he's, he's we don't know if he's going to get to play. Um, the hope is, the hope is if he doesn't get to play this year, that he will be back the next year. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the hope because, well, really we're, you know, uh, really the worries out there that McAdoo may not play again. We just, we don't know. We, yeah, you, you know, we're, just, we're not, we're not doctors. We're two guys talking. Well, and, and the thing is everybody's wondering because the university and McAdoo's family is not saying anything. Yeah. So, you know, if they would come out and say, so everything we say about McAdoo is speculation. hundred percent. But I think they're pretty, the ways Pittman has talked about it, that McAdoo, there's a good chance he won't play this year. Yeah. Because the last time he talked about it, he said, we're, we're just trying to get McAdoo healthy. We're not worried about him playing. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that's a, which is, um, 
you know, huge. Uh, it's not. It's not what you want to hear as a fan, for sure. But the hope is he does come back, and I and the ideal situation would be he comes back, and you're able to have have him and Bridges playing together yeah. in two years. So you have an older guy in McAdoo, and then you got um, then you got um, a young guy in Bridges. Both talented, tall, lanky corners. Now, the other one we got, of course, was a, a second time he's committed to Arkansas. Braylon Russell, big running back from Benton, formerly of Hot Springs Lakeside. Um, Russell's a big guy. He's like 6'2", 230-something pounds. He's a big, athletic Power runner, okay. I wonder, Clint. Do you know the other team it was down to with him? Uh, I saw it, but I can't. I don't. I don't remember. It was Tennessee. Okay. I knew. I knew we lost a, a linebacker to Missouri, and you know, we. I mean, the state that we got talent in the state of Arkansas, so people are coming in trying to take it. Obviously. Yeah. Well. I wonder how much the announce. I don't know if you noticed, but Russell announced the day after Tennessee's, um, even though they kind of got a slap on the wrist, it wasn't horrible. It but wasn't they, good either, but I mean, it wasn't too. I mean, they they they, they got some serious, some yeah. serious trouble. Um, but I wonder how much that had to do with him deciding to come to Arkansas over Tennessee and making uh, that final decision. Who knows? I, we'll probably never know. He may have, he may have going to been coming to Arkansas the whole time, but if he was on the fence, that may have jumped him off the fence yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you don't know what's the, you know, you heard Mark Reed last week talk about, you know, if Alabama had promised Nick Smith this, he might have been an all. Uh, uh, yeah, he might have went to Alabama. Yeah, um, or probably would have. So you don't, you never know what's the deal breaker going to be. Yeah, and folks, if you hadn't listened to that episode with Bart Reed last week, you need to listen to it. I know we uh, talk a lot of NBA, but it's good talk. Yeah, it's but it's connected to Arkansas. Yeah, for sure. And um, so <laughs> and anyway. It's good stuff. Um, now, switching sports, we've had MLB draft. You've got a list there, I think. I of, do. Uh, I, uh, where some of our players yeah. were drafted. The, the thing about baseball, it's such a crapshoot in the draft because the, the very first person with Arkansas ties – taken was Aiden Miller, third baseman. Now, you're probably wondering, you know, like, I don't remember seeing Aiden Miller get a hit, and that's because he was in high school. Yeah. Uh, MLB, they dropped the high school kids, too. So, the very – Arkansas had, like, an historically high-rated recruiting class. Mm. But, like, I think I talked – I mean, you've talked before about uh, I went and watched a Mets game, and Syndergaard pitched. And so I started looking at Syndergaard, and I was like, man, the only scholarship offer he had out of high school was from Dallas Baptist because everybody knew, like, he's going to get drafted high. There's no reason yeah. to even recruit him. So um, the high school kids, um, see, he was Aiden Miller, third baseman. He went pick one, number 27, to the Phillies. Then at 36, um, like one B, so I guess it's like their supplemental – you know, like you lost mm -hmm. the free game, so there's an extra first round pick. We had an outfielder named Kendall George. Um, these both their proximate values are between two and three million. Um, mm. then we had a shortstop, Nizan Zantello, drafted by the Giants in round two, pick fifty two. That's a little bit over one and a half million slot uh, for both of those guys, both shortstops. Um uh, we had a right-handed pitcher, Dylan Quistead, uh, 
pick five, I mean, round five, pick 150 to the Twins. Um, another pitcher, pick, wait, that's him. Uh, another pitcher, Barrett Kent, round eight, 234. Value a little bit over $200,000. Um, then a pick eight, 242, right at $200,000. And uh, we had a late one, uh, round 20 pack, pick 588. They they only do 20 rounds. It used to be they do like 50 something rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I had be more than that. I think it made because wasn't it when Greg Montgomery got drafted, he was like in the 55th round. Yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. It was like that. But yeah. Um, so, there was that. Now we didn't see any actual college players get drafted until round two. Um, and the first one taken was Jackson Wiggins at pick two round 68 to the Chicago cups, which I hate to see. Yeah. Number one, cause I wish he was coming back. Yeah. But number two, because it's the cubs. And yeah. When we were on the phone earlier, we was like, I was like, man, they're, it's making it hard as a Cardinal fan. They're making it hard to hate the Cubs organization. I know because they keep drafting all these hogs, baby. We got Casey Opitz, uh, Connor Nolan. Yeah. Then uh, Nell Jackson Wiggins. Um, they, that's a proximal pick value contract about one point one point one million dollars. Hunter Holland went pick three. I mean, round three, pick seventy four. So early round three. Mm. Uh, Jackson Wiggins went six picks ahead of him at 68 um, to the Cincinnati Reds, right at a million dollars for that one. Um, Jose, uh, Tavion Josenberger, um, pick three, I mean, round three, pick 100 to the Orioles, um, six and a half, 650. Um, Jace Borfin went round six, pick 184 to the Toronto Blue Jays, a little bit over $300,000. Now, one pick that I know that you're excited about mm. is Jared Wagner. Uh, pick round nine, pick 282. Um, Slade made $174,000 with a signing bonus of 72. So, to the Yankees. To the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, or boy, Cody Adcock. Um, round 13, pick 378. Uh, it doesn't list the pick value, but it does say that he's gonna he should make a signing bonus about 150k. Not bad. Yeah. So, more boy Cody Adcock, who's been on this podcast, that's another great episode. If you haven't watched that one, go back and watch that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and last, Caleb Cowley, round 16, pick 487 to the Seattle Mariners, and they have no value listed. Hmm. Uh, I did see, I don't know if you saw it, where the LSU pitcher Skeens. Yeah. He he signed a record contract for like $9.2 million. I believe it. Yeah. But, it, it, listen, professional baseball should be hard. You know, it, it really mm. is. But the, the MLB is taking, taking steps to really, I guess, more manage that, the minor league accent, like, they used to be they cut the round the draft rounds down to twenty. Mm. To go on for like, like I think they did the MLB draft from early June to mid September. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's how I mean it I mean, was. Yeah, yeah. It, that's ridiculous how many rounds it were. And like they had so many minor league teams, they've really kind of shrunk that down mm. to where it's only the best of the best. Um, you got to wonder about some of those late round pitchers that we have that were drafted, whether they'll choose to come to Arkansas or if they'll, yeah. if they'll straight to the to professional ball because it's uh you know, can you help yourself by coming to Arkansas? You know, you look at Wagner, you know, he went to Arkansas, he went from undrafted to getting drafted in the ninth round this year, and you've seen so yeah. many help themselves so they got to decide hey is it better for me to go play college ball for three years two three years or should i go and take the money now so yeah well one player too that didn't get drafted and is now entered the transfer portal is 
Mr. Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. Which he, you know, he had a good year two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he struggled a little bit this last year. Yeah. So uh was he was he a team captain? I couldn't remember that. I can't remember if he was or not. I think he might have been. Well, yeah. Here, here's here's the thing is is sometimes you gotta look and you, you gotta see the writing on the wall. Yeah. You know, it's like was it one day the running back, you know, the, from North Little Rock? Yeah. Like you could you can look at that running back room if you're him and be like, All right, I didn't play my redshirt freshman year. I'm not gonna play this year, and I'm already behind the binion. It may yeah. be three years before I get any significant carries. That's right. And they're always trying to recruit somebody better than you. So I mean, you looked at the room, he was already down there, and you see the stud horses they have coming in because apparently the pitching recruiting class is off the chain. Um, yeah. And I think with with uh, Hagen Smith, Brady Tigert, um, McIntyre, that's your that's your Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters right there. Well, then you got some transfers that have come in too. Yeah. Now, now one of those guys that I did mention get dra- got drafted was the pitcher that um, was the pitcher from Indiana that had uh, transferred. Oh yeah, Craig. Yahoo, Yahoo, round eight. Um, so, so he's one of them guys. Like, okay, he may choose to come prove it in the SEC and go from making two hundred thousand dollars to making millions of dollars. Yeah, and that's I'm sure that's a con- a conversation that him and Van Horn and uh, Coach Hobbs are all having. You're right. Because it's the same, you know, and it's one of the things, there's got to be a delicate walk for Van Horn because, like, man, I, you want them stud horses on campus. But you also don't want to get out like, look, they just want to get you on campus. They're going to tell you whatever. You want to be honest with the kids, I think. Yeah. I think you owe it I think you owe it to them and you owe it to the, you, your program to be honest with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'd rather a coach be up front with you and tell you the truth than, and let you know where you stand than – play you along like a fiddle just to have yeah, a body on the roster. Yeah, Clinton, you're, 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 you're not very good. Just sit over That's there. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I can play coach. Yeah. No, no, trust me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Trust me, sir. Well, Clint, what else we got going on in the sporting world? Well, I did see, you know, there's three running backs right now. Uh, Troy Pollard, Jacobs from uh from uh the Vegas Raiders, which mm-hmm. is still to say the Las Vegas Raiders. And I and Vegas is one of my favorite vacation spots, so I drive past their stadium all the time. Yeah. And so it's like it's but it's still weird to say Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And so you've got those two teams, and um, oh, who's the other one? And then the Giants with Shaquan Barkley. Uh, all franchise tag, none of them happy about it, making a little bit over $10 million a piece. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's been some running backs come out, like, speaking out against, you know, the way they feel like they've been, like, they feel like they're riding the running back position out of the NFL and they're not getting paid. No. Uh, here's the thing. The shelf life for a running back at the NFL is not very long. These guys anymore yeah. are pretty much done by the time – by the time you get to the like you want to have a good first few seasons, then you get one money contract and then you're out of the NFL. Yeah. That's it. I oh, mean, yeah. That's, that's what you get. And I sent you a thing last night that you said you didn't see. And this was this was insane to me. All right. The average salary for an NFL kicker in 2023 is two point two six million dollars. For a kicker. Yeah. The average salary for an NFL running back in 2023 is $1.81 million. <laughs> Who would have ever thunk it? Yeah. I mean, you the kickers are the guys you kind of pick on on a football team when you're in college, you know, you mess yeah. with them. It's all good-hearted fun. Yeah. But 
that 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 being said, you know, that was that was crazy. But listen, especially with the running back position, I'm all for getting as much money as you can on that second contract because that's probably it. Oh yeah, I mean that. that yeah, that, I mean, a, a, you know, that's the thing. A kicker, a kicker can kick until their late thirties. Oh, I think. I mean, Adam Vinatieri was seventy-eight years old. I think yeah, he, something. He he quit the NFL and went straight on Social Security. He just, yeah. you know. but uh, uh, a running back by the time they're thirty, they're done. I mean, it is their knees are shot, their shoulders are shot, their everything. Um, they're just wore out. Yeah, they yeah they they really are so. Now, a couple of things I was telling you that I think skew that stat is you've got you've got your ten million dollar running backs, but you also got a lot of your league minimum rookies. And yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of those. So for every guy's making ten million dollars, you got a guy making five, whatever the rookie minimum is, which is probably eight hundred thousand dollars, and they just keep them on them rookie deals and pay them next to nothing. Well, I say next to nothing, like $800,000 is like. Yeah. Clint, you want to go be the backup center for the Chicago Bears? How much are you going to pay me? $800,000. I'll see you in Chicago. Yeah. And I sell the cows. We're moved. <laughs> you know, it just. Yeah. Well, the, and like you say in the, you know, running backs aren't even getting drafted in the first round anymore, Harley. Yeah. Because well, it's one of the easiest positions to find somebody because they're dependent on so much more. You know, you just need to find someone athletic that can hit a hole. You know, I mean, it, you're, you don't – gone are the days where you're looking for the Emmett Smiths and the Barry there, Sanders, you know. Well, it's a, um, pass, it's a passing league now. Yeah. You want really? someone that can pass protect and then hit the hole. Like me and you can watch a game, a fourteen to seven just slugfest, three yards in the cloud of dust, mm. just physical football game. But your viewer don't want to watch that. Yeah, people don't want to know why you're not running four go routes every play. Yeah, so that, that's right. but that's but that's where the game is. The game is involved, and so yeah. it's one of the things like the first. The the first casualty of the game evolving was the fullback position. I mean, most most teams they don't carry a fullback unless you're like a fullback tight end hybrid. That's you think gone are the days of Emmett Smith, gone are the days of Mike Allstott. Oh, big time gone. Big you know time. What I'm yeah. Or was, Lorenzo Neal and yeah. Tom Rathman. The moose, moose, Johnson. Moose, that's right. That that the running game is effectively becoming an afterthought in football. Um, it's all about it's all about the arms now. It just it's it's the way it is now. There was another big thing happened in college football this week, um, or not? I think in the past couple of weeks, uh, Northwestern football. Mm. Pat Fitzgerald been there forever. Uh, he ended up getting let go, and now there's a lot of lawsuits being filed um, over hazing. Yeah, um, you know me and you talk about there was there was rumors of hazing when we went to um, from junior high to high school. I'm not going to say what it was because it's pretty gross. And as an adult, you're like, yeah, there's no way they're doing that. Yeah. But as a teenager, you're like, yeah, I can kind of see it. Because matter of fact, I'd actually signed up for basketball, not football, because I wasn't going to be a part of it. But I ended up playing football, of course. But yeah. But man, it just it it it's just a crazy story that it's that it sounds like the level this escalated to is just it un unacceptable at any time, but especially unacceptable now. Yeah, it's if I don't know a lot of the details on it, but as a coach, you got to have control over things like that. 
and if you hear even and and they and those coaches hear about those kind of things those kind of things don't just happen you know what i mean like and for it to turn into a big deal it happens more than once yeah and he had heard about it i'm sure i think he's kind of playing dumb on it um well, I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if what I heard is right, that he's kind of playing well. Well, I don't even know what is happening. Yeah. That's one of those things, man. You, If you don't know, then you're not coaching your team right. No, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. you, know, yeah. you know, he, he, he definitely he, – he wasn't ignorant to the situation, and I'll leave it at that. Um, but, yeah. It, it, but also being said – being an athletic director, firing one and eleven coach, yeah, controversy is a little bit easier than firing Bob, firing Bobby Trino when he has a top ten football. Team. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of them is hard, and you've got to be morally yeah. strong to do it. Yeah. The other one's like, well, he was one and eleven anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. you're exact. You're exactly right there. That's, um. If he's having a bad year anyway, you're I mean, you're killing two birds with one stone there, I guess you could say. Okay. So our mom was texting me and I got yeah, no, it's two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean you're one in eleven, you're embroiled in this controversy. And you know, controversy like that is not good business. Yeah. Last it, thing you need is controversy when you're already losing games. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have much further to fall. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go 0-12. I yeah. think they won one game last year, and it was against Notre Dame. Yeah. Gosh. Football's, football's yeah. a fun sport. Now, now, here's where you usually sit back and like, hey, Clint, what you watching? <laughs> so, I we were on the phone the other day. Yeah. And I was like, we talk on the phone. I know it's a foreign concept sometimes. Yeah, yeah. People, but me and Travis, will, I'll call them a lot on my drive home and We'll get to the point like, well, hey, I'm going to lose you whether I want to or not. Yeah. So we'll talk to you later. But I said, dude, had you watched the show Quarterback on Netflix? Because at first, I like it. It's been on Netflix for a few weeks now. I didn't want to watch it just because I want not to like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um. After watching that and seeing what them guys go through. Yeah. I know you're not all the way finished yet, but what, what are your impressions of the show Quarterback? Well, and for those of y'all that don't know what it is, it's a documentary. Peyton Manning's production company, um, I guess, did it. Um, I think it's Omaha Productions. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and, they're, and they're following around Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, which I think was a, I think was a great three to pick because yeah. you got the stud and, and Mahomes – you got a guy that probably doesn't get the credit he deserves in Cousins. And then you got the guy that's trying to keep his place in the league in Mariota, right? That lost his job at Tennessee and, you know, now is, was starting over in Atlanta. Yeah. Probably realistically his last real chance to be a starter in the NFL. Yeah. So I think, I, first of all, I think it was brilliant to pick those three guys. Yeah, I think that I think those just those picks were brilliant because those are three intriguing stories for their own, just for way their life is right now. Okay, mm -hmm. and then of course I think you had mentioned to me when you told me about it, you know Mahomes and um, uh, Mariota both their wives were pregnant during <laughs> during the season, and so they end up having uh, having babies during the time not to spoiler alert there yeah. and uh and so that that's interesting to watch that and it does it brings their wives into it and their families a little bit their kids and um you know just you know my home and with his daughter is just it's so cool i mean it's just it's right. see it to see him as dad yeah and just see him as a regular person yeah instead of just a superstar athlete because Cause you know, you kind of see him, he's so good, man. He's so good. And to see him just as a guy, you know, 
But yeah, no, yeah. it's it's well done, man. It's it's well done. They don't, you know, they they show enough of the football plays and stuff like that, and to kind of let you know what's going on and how the season's going and stuff like that. But um, I think it's it's a well done show, man. I've enjoyed it. Now I've got a question about it. You hadn't finished it yet. Have you got to the um, the record comeback by the Minnesota Vikings yet? Okay, you probably uh, haven't gotten to it yet because I know you hadn't finished the series yet. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's a really good episode. And I'm not going to – didn't want to spoil it. I was going to talk about it if you had seen it, but you haven't yeah. seen it. But you really get – you get to see them being real people after wins, after losses. Yeah. Um, You get a Kirk Cousin re- reacting to the Kirk Cousin memes. Yeah, yeah. What, Kirk drives a conversion van? Yeah, yeah, he had one. Yeah, he yeah, had like a conversion van, and at one time, and uh, when he first went in the league or whatever, yeah, and so they, uh, yeah, he's just a different character, you know. And like, uh, they were talking about his like after the first game last year, he wore this shirt. It was just like a, like a plaid pattern shirt, yeah. and so he went on Dan Patrick's show. And they were like, okay, we're we're trying to guess what you're representing there, you know. And he's like, and uh one of them said LL Bean, one of them said Eddie uh, Bauer. Eddie Bauer. And he goes, Man, I wish it was LL Bean or Eddie Bauer. And I think it was like some brand from Target. Yeah. And uh, and then his wife, he's like, My wife picks out my clothes, man. I just and and then like it goes to her and she's talking about. Yeah, she said I like she said I like him to wear, you know, just normal clothes. And they said I thought this had kind of a summer colors and you know, and she said, yeah. Look, we're real people. We shop at at Target and Sam's Club, <laughs> you know. We yeah. you know, we don't we don't go to, you know, all the fancy places and all that kind of stuff, even though we you know, he makes millions of dollars a year, you know. Which I thought that was really cool that they you know, very humanizes them a lot and stuff. Um, now, when now when Mahomes took his family to the to like the the little um, I want to say like pumpkin patch type thing, uh, like petting zoo type deal. Zoo, do you think like they went in the off time, or you think somebody one of Patrick's people called up and said, "Look, Patrick Mahomes wants to come see your your pumpkin patch." Well, I'll like, tell you what, I was disappointed. There was no one else there. I mean, it was closed down for Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you what I was disappointed in was he was a little too scared of those goats. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, come on, dude. You you run away from 350-pound defensive linemen all day, and you're scared of these little goats? Because <laughs> they were, of course, I think he was just trying to keep them away from his daughter because he – he was holding his little daughter, you know, and they were jumping up to the fence wanting food. And he was like backing up. Like the first one jumped up and he's like, whoa. And then anyway, it was pretty funny. So, I was just cracking up at that. So what about the series has surprised you? Um because I don't what, know. what surprised me is seeing the beating these guys take on a game when you don't even think it's a beating. Yeah. You know, the, I, you know, you watch football games. Like I remember watching Neil Burcham who played at Greenboro went to SMU. I remember watching that game and be like, somebody get this kid out of there. He's going to get killed. Yeah. The worst beating I've ever seen a quarterback take in my entire life. Yeah. Like it was horrible, but you know, there's these games where you're like, Oh man, that's a pretty clean game. And they, you know, and they'll have like bruises down their leg, you know, and yeah, issues and and then all the stuff they have to, yeah. you know, like Kirk Cousins, you know, um, you know, all it shows him getting all kinds of treatment for his, you know, and and well, and just all kinds of treatment in general, yeah, you know, it shows him getting treatment for these bruises and all this different stuff. And then, you know, you're getting a chiropractor working on him and then a, you know, massage therapist working on him and all that. And then 
it shows him <clears throat> meeting with a therapist. Yeah. And, you know, dealing with the mental part of it, man. And, you know, and Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that you've seen, you know, with all the stuff he's taken. And, you know, a lot of stuff gets blamed on him. He's always seemed kind of mentally strong to me. And I think it was very, um, I, I thought it was just great for them to show, look, this wears on me and I need, I need someone to talk to about this, you know? And, um, and he has that, you know, has that counselor come in, I think once a week and, you know, he, you know, talks, you know, through the different, just struggles he's having and issues he's having and stuff like that. So, so I think I think that that was pretty eye opening. Yeah. So would you say Kirk Kirk Cousins after watching that series that he's probably underrated? I would have said he was underrated before that. Okay. I would say so too. I think he's had. I would put him on the same level as a Philip Rivers. Yeah. You know, until until you win the big one, I can't put you. Yeah. Put you up there, and and you got to win the big one. But man, they were thirteen and. Four, 13 and yeah i mean they had a good good record won the division yeah all no i i'm with you I, I think um he's a guy that's always impressed me yeah um i mean i've always been i've always been sort of uh rooting him on you know because he has been bold about his faith yeah and so that's one thing that always kind of connected me with him so you know, even so that made me, made me, maybe made me a little more forgiving, I guess, mm-hmm. of his play sometimes. But I really do think is, and of course, I, you know, I go so much of my NFL watching is fantasy football, right? right. Yeah. And his stats are pretty consistent. I mean, he does, you know, his struggle a lot of times is turnovers, you know, and, and so, and maybe not putting up the big, you know, he may not put up the big points everybody else does, you know, at times. But um but yeah, he he definitely him. And I'll be honest with you, watching that, I'm sort of disappointed in Mariota. Yeah. Um sort of, sort of. Not all the way. Not big time. No, in in who you know, obviously, you know, I think you get benched. You know, you get benched. yeah. But, but the season, you can't blame the Falcons organization. Season's over. We got the rookie. Let's go ahead and see what he can do. Yeah, not making the playoffs. Let's just don't. Well, and he had, and the thing, and and here's the thing, Mariota had to know that was going to happen. Yeah, he had, had to know that was going to happen. He's been around long enough. But also don't blame Mariota. Like, well, I'm not playing anymore. I might as well get this. I mean, because like we're talking about Kirk Cousins. Mariota's even a he's a runner, so he's taking more of a beating than him. Like, dude, I need this surgery. I'm gonna just go get it fixed. Well, but my problem with it was, Clint, he didn't even tell the coach or the ownership. No, it should have definitely been that he was that he was gonna get the surgery. He just didn't show up. He just didn't show up once they they brought him in. According to what I saw in the documentary, they brought him in, told him we're starting the young guy, and then all of a sudden he's not showing up, and they're hearing all of a sudden they're here. He just had his MCL operated on. Yeah, I mean, communicate I mean, I that, man. You're still part of that team. You still needed to mentor that young guy, you know? I think Mariota kind of said, no, I I think there's a disagreement between Mariota and the coach about how that went down. Yeah. But it was a closed-door meeting, so who knows what was said. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. know, Well, you're a 31-year-old Heisman Trophy winner. You have an ego. You don't take bench being benched very well, probably. Well, and that's the other thing. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, so. I don't know what it's like to be a one-time starting quarterback, lose your job at one place for a younger guy, go to another place and lose your job to another younger guy. (laughs) Okay. 
I don't know what that's like, and I don't know how I would respond either. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be too judgmental of him because yeah. that would be something to be very hard to deal with. I think he, I think he ended up going to, I think he's going to Philly to be, I'm sorry. I, I don't know, but he, he yeah. signed a new contract, but he's going somewhere to be a backup. I don't even know. If yeah. Really, um, anyway, man, great watch it folks. Watch it folks. Watch it. Clint told me about it. Thank you, Clint. It's, it's worth, you. it's worth the watch for sure. And now I want to tell you about something else I've been watching. Oh, stars on Mars. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Have you heard about it? I've heard about it. The new Ronda Rousey was on it. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's on it. Um, they, uh, what it is, is they put these, I forget how many they start off with. I think it's 12 of them, uh, these stars and uh, different kinds of stars, right? Uh, Lance Armstrong's on it, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman. Um, that's some of the athletes there. Yeah. Um, there's some other folks that I didn't know who they were. Some actresses, different, you know, well, there's a, there's a housewife of somewhere or whatever. Anyway, they're like out in this desert and it's supposed to be this, they call it the hab. It's a habitat and it's supposed to be like they're living on Mars. Yeah. So like when they leave, they have to wear these like space suits and like they'll William Shatner's sort of the host and he, he'll come on the screen and he'll give them a, they have to go out and do a task. Okay. Like on the latest episode, there was a meteor shower and the meteors like poked holes in the habitat. So they had to go plug the holes. And so they had to plug them with their fingers first and then they had to mix up the solution and then plug them and then like there's other times they had to anyway it's been it's been all it's usually pretty neat stuff they have to do oh and check it out because it does sound interesting but they have to work together to do all this stuff and like they um and like for each one they have to for each uh task they have to do they they do a uh like a leader for that task they have to vote on that and then they get an assistant well, that assistant is the only person who is not up for being sent off. Okay. So whoever the assistant is for that task will not be sent off. Whoever's voted as the leader for the task will not be sent off unless they fail the task. If they fail the task, then they're up for I got you, yeah. vote to be sent off. So you want to be the assistant. You want to be, you, I mean, you want to be the assistant, but some of them want to be the leaders to kind of prove themselves. Some of them kind of don't want to be the leaders or whatever. But then they get into some, you know, they, and then uh, about halfway through, they'd already voted some people out. And then they bring in uh, Andy Richter, uh, which he's, of course, funny as all get out. Paul Pierce. Okay. And then they have, they have like a AI and they can ask it questions like Alexa or something, you know, and they say like Paul Pierce was on there. He said, AI, what's the score of the Celtics game? And it said they were Celtics were behind or something. And the AI goes, um, <laughs> the Celtics could use a little of the truth. <laughs> and so, I thought that was hilarious, but, um, what what is it on? Uh, I think it's on Fox. Okay, I have to check it out. I, I watch it on Hulu, but you know, well, I watch it on Hulu. Anyway, it's it's pretty interesting, and uh, of course, then they get there's some some of them don't like each other. There's some Lance ends up saying something that makes some of them mad, and so there's there's some little contention there. But anyway, it's it's interesting. It's one of those reality type deals. It's kind of a different concept. Yeah. you know and and so it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting show so i thought it when i first looked at it i thought it'd be dumb as i'll get out but it's really not too bad it's really pretty good so anyway well folks made it to another one made it to another one like share subscribe 119 we all grown up
like, like, share, subscribe, hit that bell, notification bell. It'll let you know when we've posted new stuff. Um, comment. All that good stuff, folks. We appreciate you so much. Those of y'all that uh, listen all the time, and even if you're just listening for the first time, we appreciate you also. And uh, we want to thank you so much for your support and uh, keep supporting us. We love doing this. Clint, we're the smartest guys out there. We are super smart. If you don't think we are, just ask our moms. They'll tell you. My mom won't. Well, maybe not. All right. See ya. What? Yeah.